Hey, good afternoon, everybody. As we uh, get started here, just want to welcome everybody that's joining in and, and everybody that'll be joining in uh, as we progress to the Friday webinar. Um, as a company, Medivet Biologics has just continued to find innovative, innovative ways to connect with our current customers, as well as reach out to prospective customers interested in adding regenerative medicine to their practices. Um, over the last few weeks, we've been holding these Friday webinars uh, to really discuss what stem cell and PRP therapy could be utilized for in your practice. Uh, today, we've got a, a great treat. We've got Dr. Larry Snyder uh, of Topeka, Kansas, and Dr. David Bird out of Moorhead City, North Carolina with us, and, and really just keeping it informal with having some conversations with both doctors on what stem cell and PRP therapy has done for their practices, um, some of their favorite cases, we'll, we'll share a couple as we progress through the conversation and just really you know, offering some solutions to you as a company uh, to find your way and, and navigate through these uh, chaotic times that we're all experiencing uh, with COVID-19. So really want to welcome everybody to the group. Um, Dr. Snyder, Dr. Berg, can you hear me both? Yes, sir. You can. Awesome. Well, I, I definitely appreciate both of you joining in and having some uh, time out of your busy schedule today. Um, just to kind of introduce everybody else that's not familiar with um, our monthly webinar series, Dr. Larry Snyder has been a partner uh, with us since 2011, I think. Is that right, Dr. Snyder? 2010. 2010, 2011. I have, I have a copy yeah. of the yeah. picture of the uh, <laughs> the Topeka Capital Journal uh, in this slide presentation that everybody that's joining from their computer uh, will probably see in a moment. So a great partner, great advocate for our technology, and just a great resource uh, for some of those current customers on this uh, call. Now, you, you probably at one point or another spoken with Dr. Snyder or Dr. Bird on, on case questions. So really appreciate everything you do out there in, in Kansas for us, Dr. Snyder. Um, Dr. Um, Bird is a, uh, a more recent uh, addition to our, our customer base, came on board with us in April uh, 2018 and, and really been impactful in the last couple of years in helping animals in his practice and, and really surrounding communities uh, that are traveling to, to come visit you because of the great success you've seen, Dr. Bird. So really appreciate both of you, you joining in on us today. Um, Dr. Snyder, as we've kind of discussed leading up to this, I'll have you maybe speak to a couple of your favorite cases, and, and I've got the images for Barkley that I can share here in a moment. Um, first image, not the best. Sec second image, a little bit better. No. Um, yeah, I guess just to kind of keep the, the conversation as casual as we can to, to start out. Um, how had stem cell therapy really impacted your practice when we first brought it in? Uh, back in 2010. Boy, Josh, when we started out in 2010, I mean, uh, Dr. Mike came and helped us. Uh, Dr. Mike and Ma and Mahela came and helped us with our first two cases, which I think was November of 2010. And we really didn't have any idea it was going to work. We invited the press and and had a uh, kind of a uh, a press event. There was there was a, a the photographers, we had TV, and we invited everybody back two weeks later, and we had the owners, they were crying because their animals were doing so much better, and that was where the phrase, I got my puppy back, uh, one of the uh, 
one of the uh, owners said that to the to the newspaper, and so it went from there. So for us, it's been just uh, for me in particular, it was eye opening. I tried a lot of different modes of uh, of uh, alternative medicine, acupuncture training at Colorado State, then the herbs. Um, they're they're all very good tools, but they didn't have nearly the impact that the stem cells had. Josh, they uh, I've done been involved with 300 or more cases now. Um, was involved in the first study that most people have seen with Medivet with Dr. Mike and and uh, Joel Berger and um, I think uh, Dr. Evers, and that really when people see that in the 90 some percent positive results it's hard to believe but it is true and uh, in fact enough that when I sold my practice two years ago that's why I went back to school I have to learn cells work or at least get a better idea of, of why this technology does such a good job that's great I actually have the uh, the screenshot of your uh of your press release that you know is showing you and and, uh, and I think Richard Ash this was this was Sherman uh, eleven yep. year old pit bull uh, the story that was yep. put there in the uh, in the Topeka Journal so yeah no I've got that uh, that news article actually in my office on, on one of the, the framed uh, stories that we had done so you know it's, it's a testament of really kind of how many animals you've been able to help in, in the last ten years and you know we appreciate all of the the help and support. Just speaking to, you know, really how it impacted the excitement and, and energy around the practice. I know Dr. Grattan um, was part of the team back in 2010 when you treated Sherman originally. He still continues yes. to, to treat a lot of patients in, in cases. How did it impact, you know, Brenda and the rest of the staff? Was it something that was really positive energy for them? Was there some excitement and, and, and just energy around offering this cutting edge technology? Absolutely. I mean, the, the staff, that's one of the biggest things that we that I suggest to people that are starting is the staff has to be on board as well as the veterinarians. Sure. When we started out, Brenda was our main was our main tech. Then she was excited. The receptionist, Darla, was excited. We've got uh, every everyone that works there knows what stem cells do. And uh, a lot of times they're the ones that talk to the clients before we even get to talk to them about well the possibility of stem cells so it's already planted the seeds already planted in their in their head so if the staff's excited the staff's um, moving these clients uh, um, toward or at least getting them thinking about about stem cells and it uh, it really adds to the excitement it adds to the the cases it's it's another example of touching all the way from the receptionist to the techs everyone that touches or uh, talks with that animal is talking about stem cells if they think it might be appropriate and in fact a lot of times they're the ones that remind the veterinarians that this may be an option for the case because sometimes you get busy and you forget that well this might be a good option especially now that we've got so many other potential uses for stem cells that we've gone over in the webinars that are uh, kidney disease, pancreatitis, uh, inflammatory bowel disease, all of the other things that we can use stem cells for, the staff a lot of times will will remind us that we have that, that in our toolbox, Josh. 
Yeah, and, and I completely agree. And, and, you know, that's something as a company that we really emphasize to you know, partners when they make the decision to bring this in, because, you know, having the support around you and, and the positive energy to find the cases and, and, and maybe think outside of the box on, like you said, some of these more internal medicine type cases really is going to yep. continue to grow the number of patients that you're treating and success stories that we can create. And for those new customers or, or you know, current customers, you know, we always want to emphasize the tools that we as a company have tried to provide with animation videos. I think that goes a long way in laying a good foundation yeah. to a pet owner on why this could help. Uh, that animation really highlights that 155 case study that you mentioned a moment ago, Dr. Snyder, with, uh, yep. with, with and the three other colleagues that you know had 90 plus percent success in, in safety. Uh, highlights the Kansas State study that we were able to get uh, validated and, and published. So just a really good three-minute animation video that whether you're a current customer or, or someone that's just thinking about adding this to your practice, we're happy to share those tools with you and just simplify the learning curve um, from you uh, to the pet owner to, to best illustrate how this could, could impact their uh, their practice. So that's uh, that's great. And and Josh, as we talked, when you talk about the animation, the videos, and I harp on this all the time, and I don't mean to bore everyone, but do your, do videos on every animal that you do, or every anyway, any musculoskeletal uh, case that you do. Take a you got a cell phone, take a video of that dog before before you. And then when you see the dog. Uh, in a month, do a 30-month follow-up with it. It's amazing how those, number one, you build a library of cases that you can show other people, as well as it's important because owners sometimes get in kind of that amnesia. They're used to looking at the dog every day. Right. Remember how bad that dog was when he started out, and you can pull that video up, and it's an excellent tool. Yeah. So shifting really quickly just to uh, to kind of, you know, look at a, a quick case Barkley is a uh, a case that you had shared um so i'll read this very quickly for you if you'd like me dr snyder um put here is a very poor pre-op x-ray uh, and the corresponding x-ray two years later from a dog after having an acl stabilized by lateral embrocation and stem cells i am still amazed that there's very little arthritis in the joint even after two years excellent example of the use of stem cells with surgery on the acl and probably adds to the credibility of the use of stem cells alone uh, for ACL, which I know Dr. Bird can speak to a little bit more uh, in a moment, but this is the 2011 uh, x-ray, not the best image, but um, no. the uh, 2013 image. So I'll let you just speak to the, the Barkley case really quickly, Dr. Snyder. Sure, sure. The, the 2011 case for, uh, I don't know how many people still remember the uh, hand processing of films, but that's an excellent example of what happens with hand processing and time to those films, trying to get an image from from an x-ray film. But uh, we since had gone to, uh, um, I think in 2012, we went with a digital, not the best digital system at that time. It's improved since then, but the, um, we, the first one was when we saw him, that was a pre-film at the time of surgery. That was February 24th in 2011. And then the second one was April 19th, 2013. So more than two years later. And for those of you that can see it, 
there's a little bit of arthritis, but certainly two years after after cruciate tear, and anyone that's that's had cruciate tear or anyone that's done cruciate tears or TPLOs or TTAs and re-X-rayed those dogs even a few months after that surgery realizes how much arthritis um, is already in that joint. I think this is a huge tool. This was, like I said, more than two years later. In fact, Dr. Uh, Philip Moon, who's now uh, uh, one of the uh, clinical uh, assistant professors at Auburn, was uh, working with us at that time and couldn't believe that that was two years after um, a cruciate tear. But it uh, it may be the biggest thing with cruciate tears is as far as uh, the reduction in the amount of arthritis and the comfort in those dogs. So I think that is a huge area. And Dr. Bird hopefully can can address that a little bit too as far as the comfort of these dogs afterwards. But that is a two-year piece of evidence uh, as far as the, the improvement. Um, for the, I shouldn't say improvement, but reduction in the arthritis, I think, is, is a huge thing for us. Good. I appreciate that. So just to kind of you know, split time with, uh, with you and, and Dr. Bird, I'll kind of wrap up with the last question, Dr. Snyder. And, and, and what was your, what's been your favorite case uh, in the last 10 years of, of using this for so many different patients? Does one stick out to you more than others? Certainly the, the one that, you know, I've talked about on the webinar has been an 18-year-old German Shepherd, Poco. Um, that the owner, in fact, the owner was so impressed with how this helped the dog, um, she had stem cells done on herself. But this was a dog 18 years old. Uh, normally, we bank every dog that we do, we typically bank. This was an 18-year-old. I thought, why, why bank this dog? We, we probably weren't going to need it. So he just used a small kit, used all of the cells, and true to form, the next year the owner comes in and she was ready to retreat the dog and we didn't have any cells. So <laughs> always take and any more we go, well, we're, we're banking regardless of how old the dog is. But uh, Coco lived another year and a half. Coco was 20, 20 when she died, a German short hair and still going for walks. I think she still did a, a two mile walk uh, every day at uh, 19 years old. So that yeah. is my favorite case on how well the dog did. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing and appreciate you making yourself available today, Dr. Snyder. Um, oh, not a problem. I'd love to have you stay on for a few minutes. I'm going to transition to Dr. Sure. David Bird now. I know you've got a, a class coming up uh, uh, about 25 after. So, uh, Dr. Bird, are you still with me? I am. Awesome. So, again, for everybody that's you know new to the uh, – to the audience so far. Dr. Bird is, is practicing in, in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Came on board with us in, in April 2018. Uh, done a little bit over 50 cases, if I'm, if I'm correct, Dr. Bird, uh, in the last two years. I've got two listed here for those that are joined in by a computer. Uh, Maggie and, and, and Bo, or, or B, you tell me, Dr. Bird, um, that we had uh, shared in, in a marketing document we worked with, with your wife, Kelly, on. So. Um, just really want to maybe start here with these couple of cases. I know Maggie is probably one of your of your top cases. If, if I had to make an assumption, um, since getting started with absolutely, this, I'll uh, I'll let you maybe speak to, to these two cases first and foremost, and then we'll kind of progress from there. Okay. So um, Maggie, do you, I'm not 
I'm yeah. on the computer, so I'm gonna let you tell me when to talk. So yeah, go go ahead and, and just give a, a background on Maggie before I share her video on kind of what treatment okay. options you had tried, what um, you know the pet owners were, were you know looking to do, and, and just kind of speak to that case first and foremost, and then I'll share her video uh, in a quick second. Okay, Josh. Um, she came to us when she was three years old as a pit bull, and she had had previous surgery on her right rear leg for an ACL tear and also a medial patellar luxation, and the dog was non-weight bearing, and the lady was very frustrated. Somehow or another, she found us, and she had worked with my son in a, when he was in college at a marine dealership, and so he had told me how nice she was. There's a lot of us do. I just said, look, let me see what I can do about getting her back functional and I won't charge you, but about my cost on it, which I did. And, um, I repaired the ACL, which kind of got her a little bit more mobile. And then I went back and did some revisions on the medial patellar and radiographed her hips at that time and noticed she had severe hip dysplasia also. So she had bilateral hip dysplasia, bilateral medial patellar luxations and a, um, ACL disease and the right rear leg had now been operated on four times on that knee wow. and we had on Remedil and she continued on for about another year and a half and they finally called up very distraught because she had not been able to get up for they said four or five days and they they're double income no kids and this is their baby and I'd already explored the possibility of stem cells because I'd had it done on my own knee a year before mm -hmm. and avoided a knee replacement and so I was a, already a big believer in the therapy itself and so we did Maggie um, within two weeks she was a totally different dog in her demeanor and I'll refer back to what Dr. Snyder said please 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 video every case you do just set up a standard how you do it where you do it and walk behind the dog with your phone so you can get a good idea of what's going on with it and for those uh, that are on the but anyway password, I'm, I'm playing the video now in the background so okay the free stem cell okay. is playing now so go, continue go ahead all right but fast forwarding uh she did real well and continued to improve and one of the things they camp a lot and they uh as carlich told me that maggie used to be kind of nice to everybody but sort of not but that summer they go and she was glad to see everybody even small children so obviously her pain level had decreased dramatically overall and let me go back to treatment we treated both knees and both hips and the only thing we did was this stem cell prp injection in both and then about september she got first uh, of september of 2018 she got a little bit slower and so we boosted her, and as Dr. Snyder said, I bank everything also, so it wasn't a problem to retrieve that. We retreated her, and then Florence, Hurricane Florence hit, and this couple lost their home and got displaced. But she started sending me videos of her, and the difference in Maggie is incredible. She's lost 20 pounds. <clears throat> She's not on any medication at all. And she goes for a mile and a half 
long walks every night with Karen, and they renamed her Mad Dash Maggie. So <laughs> I guess it's what a year and a, a year and a half later, she's not on any medication, had need to be boosted again, and hadn't had any surgery or anything else. I mean, the hip dysplasia is still there, but functionally, she acts like a puppy again. So that's, that's truly cemented our belief in what we're doing with stem cells and PRP because if it could take this dog that they thought was going to have to be put to sleep and make her a young dog again, that's it's that kind of speaks volumes to me. Sure. And, and thankfully, you know, when I say thankfully, I said, we wish everybody that we, we bring on board could have a first case like Maggie, like you did, Dr. Bird, because I, I think it really did impact the, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. yeah. So the, the second case that I don't have as much familiarity with, um, listed on that document, is it B or, or Bo? B. B. So can you give us a little bit of background? B. B. Yeah. My, one of my technicians, uh, Jack Russell, that had elbow dysplasia and I referred her for surgery to a boarded surgeon and they did a ulnarectomy, just, you know, removed a portion of the ulna to reduce the pressure on the elbow. And I think that was like five or six years ago. And she did okay, but the arthritis developed, it got worse and worse and worse. And Basically, she was she was using the limb, but not that much. So we did her. Um, I injected joint. I also injected down the lateral side of the ulna, and because it was so painful in that area, and it wasn't overnight. But after two or three months, she started getting better, and she now runs around. I mean, she's not a hundred percent on it, but she runs around and plays. In, or backyard big hole uses it about 95% of the time. So, and as Dr. Snyder said, because her belief level is now so high, I don't have any problems at all with having her talk to a client and say, look, this is what my dog did. And her, the excitement and belief level is in her voice. So it helps a lot of times to, um, with some clients to have another, just another person talking about it with personal experience. Yeah. Excellent idea, Dr. Bird. Great. I agree wholeheartedly. And then, you know, obviously I've, uh, I've grown to know you and, and, and your practice very, very closely. So I know, I know what kind of impact it's had on, on, on your wife, Kelly and, and, and John from a practice manager, but just maybe share just the other, team members in the practice, your, your associate doctors and, and your other technicians, has it been really rewarding for them to, to, to be a part of this and, and help promote it to other clients in the community? Absolutely. And there again, I'm going to um, echo what Dr. Snyder said. If everybody's on board, it really helps. And we have a couple of main people answer the phone and they, they'll set up a stem cell consult with me, um, without me even a lot of new people let me say because I show them the videos of before and afters and of course when people come back in they say well how's Reba doing or whatever the pest name is and uh, you can hear it in the owner's voice of how much they've improved I would say 80% of the time and 
that excites them because now you got a client that's coming back in that's happy. And because some of the clients that come back in for some things aren't quite so happy. But it's um, it's just a whole team effort. And the more you do of them, the more cases you do with success, your belief level continues to increase so that when you talk to people, they hear in your voice and they see in your eyes and they are already there because a lot of, a lot of people we see are uh, referrals from other clients uh, through some of the social media platforms and they want some alternative to surgery. And I'm talking mostly on ACL disease and uh, hip dysplasia. So it's, it's, as far from a business standpoint, it has been absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion, on what gets done for our practice economically. That's great. And, and just really kind of, you know, as we wrap up in the next five or, or ten minutes or so, I know you've had, you know, some great success with some, some cruciate type applications, mainly partial tears. Is that right, Dr. Bird? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, most of them are partial or full, usually they're full by the time we see them with a nice drawer sign and everything else. I am now, I used to kind of wait until they completely tore uh, before doing anything, but I'm of the opinion now to go ahead and treat them. If you've got signs and some motion to go ahead and treat early on because there is evidence that um, in humans that ligaments will regrow up to a centimeter and you had a somebody, and I don't know the doctor's name, on a call a couple of months ago that said he had to go back in a knee, but that the ligament had regrown. So all I know is that after, you know, you're going to probably have a drawer sign if it's a complete tear, but functionally the dog acts fine and is not limping. And four or five months later, the drawer sign is gone on most of mine. I would say that with all the... I was going to say, with all the uh, cruciates we've done, I think I've done now after this week 30 the ACLs with this, some of them partial, some of them bilateral, that they all are good to excellent. I've had one that's done fair, uh, but that I, that's way better than I had with surgery, I can assure you. Mm -hmm. And with those cases, are, are you treating the, the day of? I know you always bank cells. Um, are you, you ever coming back with PRP by itself at, at a 30-day or 60-day repeat or, or usually just relying on the first stem cell injection? Actually, we haven't done the PRP. I know a lot of people have, but we haven't done. We, might, we freeze the PRP, but I haven't used it because most of our patients are doing so well. I don't need to. Um, we do bank everything, and I always tell people, and we have it on our discharge sheet, that in the future, uh, if we need to, we can retrieve this and can give it a booster injection. And that you know, is, is a definite option. Of course, we explain everything from start to finish, how we'll be doing the procedure. They can drop it off that morning. We get the blood for the PRP and induce anesthesia and collect the stem cells and let them wake up and then about 2.30 or so, this is my schedule, um, give them a little dextoma torus, sedatum, inject the joints, and of course give the IV stem cells, uh, which we had one case which had a remarkable response with a chronic pododermatitis and 
then reverse it with antecedent, and they go home about 4.30. And go there again, go through everything with them about what to expect. And I'll recheck them at a week and two weeks and four weeks. And one of the main reasons is to get the videos of before and after um, because it's, it's exciting to see them improving after even a week in a lot of cases. Sure. That's great and appreciate your uh, your feedback on that. I guess the last question that I'll, I'll you know ask you to kind of speak because I think this could definitely be helpful for a lot of the current customers that are on the phone with us as well as people that are wanting to bring this into their practice but concerned with uh, client education. Um, I know with you it's, it's a unique situation because you had stem cell therapy done on yourself before adding it to the practice but how do you explain right. this to a pet owner when you really start that process of informing them about stem cell therapy? Can, can you go to a little bit uh, about how you, you position that in, in an exam room conversation? Yeah, the, I learned, it took me about 10 years to figure this out. Almost everybody, when I used to give people options, I could say, well, I can do this or I can do that. It's amazing the number of people, and I guess I'm a little slow, they would say, well, Doc, what would you do if it was yours? And one day I woke up and realized that that's why they're there, because they've already checked all the other resources, the breeder, the groomer, the pet store, person that sells dog food or whatever. So I just go ahead and tell them. I said, let me tell you what I would do if it was mine. This is what I would do. And I start talking about stem cells. Right. And I said, and if they say, well, there's anything else we can do, I said, well, we can do, so I can refer you for a TPLO that runs about $4,000 where I live, um, and go through and you got to, they're going to have to be created for 12 weeks. And when I say all that, most people don't want to do that. Most people would rather avoid surgery, uh, if at all possible. And then you economically, you're looking at about 3,000, and I always treat both knees. For example, if I do ACLs, um, I always ready to grab their hips because a lot of dogs have concurrent hip dysplasia. And if, like I did one this week that had an ACL and also bilateral hip dysplasia, which we didn't know about before. So I treated both hips and both knees. Um, so from an economic standpoint, if you tried to operate on four different joints, that would be a lot, mm -hmm. uh, but mainly I just tell people, this is what I would do if it's mine, and I think it's the best treatment, and most people are there because they trust you, and they say, okay, that's what we'll do. Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not a hard, it's not even a sale as much, it's just having a conversation with people and tell them what you think the best treatment for their pet is, for their baby is, and they'll, if they trust you, they'll do it. That's great. And, and even to add to that, we, we still know that, you know, there's you know, a lot of uncertainty right now with the economy. And, and as a company, we're working very diligently and, 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 and trying to come up with as many solutions as possible. Um, one good thing to report is pet insurance co companies are still continuing to um, cover uh, stem cell uh, therapy, which we're excited about. We're working with embrace uh, pet insurance to continue to grow that relationship and maybe make it more available, more marketable. Uh, another tool solution that we're continuing to do some background research on, but probably within the next 30 to 60 days, we'll have a rollout 
uh, for scratch pay type solutions for pet owners. Just taking the desire to follow your instruction, follow your guidance, Dr. Bird, on what they would do if it was your dog, but then maybe offering some resources to help with the, the finances uh, that would be involved because we, we know this is an involved procedure with the surgery, the anesthetic, the, the processing of the cells and so forth. So um, as a company, we want to continue to provide more solutions for our current customers and, and for our new partners. So really appreciate you, uh, you sharing a little bit with us today, Dr. Bird and Dr. Snyder's already signed off. He had a, a prior engagement, but I'll thank him again later. For those that are still on the call, you know, keep in mind that we've are, are blessed enough to have these resources that you know, shared some some insight today. Dr. Bird has has been more than accommodating and uh, speaking to colleagues that are considering adding this to their practice, and and I'm sure he'll speak you know on this call now that he, he's happy to to have a conversation with you if you had any questions um, above and beyond what we've covered today. So really wanting to just offer solutions, offer support, and just be here for all of our, our customers and, and, and colleagues, uh, especially as we navigate through um, kind of everything that we're up against as a country together. So uh, anything else to add on your end, Dr. Burr, that we can kind of wrap the, uh, the conversation up with? Yeah, let me throw in one last thing so there's no misunderstandings. I always tell people also that if we do this and if it doesn't work like we want it to, we can always do surgery as a you know backup option. But so far, I have not had to. That's great. Well, I appreciate everybody's time uh, today. We'll wrap up. Um, we'll have this recorded for anybody that would want a copy of it. Um, if you need anything from us, we're available here at the office, 1-800-365-9168. Uh, you can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at medivetbiologics.com, and we'll look to continue to grow the relationship with your practice or start a new partnership with your practice and really uh, be here to, to help everybody. So, Dr. Bird, uh, thank you again for your time. Uh, you know thank how you. to get a hold of me. Call, text me if you need anything at all. And and have a great weekend. Good luck. Uh, good lucky with. Good luck with the turkeys. Okay, buddy. Thank you, Josh. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. All right. Bye bye. All right. You too. Bye bye.